We are so pleased to announce a beautiful new addition to our family. So begins a typical birth announcement that leads to a date, a name, and maybe even the place where the child was born. In sending the announcement, the parent uses special stationery or a uniquely designed template because the parent is pleased, proud, and anxious to let friends and family know the good news. What would a birth announcement for Jesus sound like? John's Gospel provides us with one. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son. What would a birth certificate for Jesus look like if birth certificates were a thing in His day? What information would be printed on it? This Advent, the pastors will share commentary on this imagined certificate in our sermon series, Jesus' Birth Certificate. Join us as we consider the good news announcement of Jesus' birth and explore the significance of one who was born among us but lived as God with us. As we turn now to God's word in scripture, let us pray. God with us, Emmanuel, shine the light of Bethlehem upon us. Open our hearts and our minds for your word this day. Amen. Today marks the third week in our Advent sermon series called Jesus's Birth Certificate. And today we come to his place of birth, Bethlehem. And as you have heard, that name means house of bread. Hear these words from the prophet Micah. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. And from Luke chapter 2, hear the echo of last week's sermon text. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The purple stole I am wearing today and the green stole I wear most often during ordinary time, were made in Bethlehem. They were gifts from my parents and my grandmother and my ordination. I picked them out a year before while on a trip to Israel-Palestine with my seminary. The stoles were handmade by Palestinian artisans and sold through a nonprofit Christian mission we visited there. Bethlehem is an ancient city located around six miles south of Jerusalem in the Israeli-occupied West Bank. The earliest known mention of the place comes from ancient Egypt, when it was described in around 1350 BCE as inhabited by the Canaanites. In our Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, read that Bethlehem was the birthplace of King David. It is the place where Ruth settled with her mother-in-law Naomi generations before, And long before that, it was where Jacob's wife Rachel died, giving birth to their son Benjamin, and where tradition tells us she is buried. Under the occupation of the Roman Empire, Bethlehem is where Joseph returned with the expectant Mary to be registered for the census. It is where we read, our Lord Jesus was born. Its name, Beit Lechem literally means house of bread. And Micah calls it, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, meaning, O Bethlehem, place of fruitfulness. 
Its history is rich. And over the millennia, it has been fought over, destroyed, and rebuilt by conquering empires and crusaders. Despite it all, the small city still stands. In 1868, the Episcopal priest Phillips Brooks penned the lyrics to our beloved Christmas hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, following a pilgrimage he took to Bethlehem in 1865. According to the story, Brooks traveled on horseback between Jerusalem and Bethlehem on Christmas Eve. He wrote, Before dark, we rode out of town to the field where they say the shepherds saw the star. It is a fenced-in piece of ground with a cave in it, which, strangely enough, they put the shepherds somewhere in those fields we rode through. As we passed, the shepherds were still keeping watch over their flocks or leading them home to the fold. That evening, Brooks participated in the Christmas Eve service in Bethlehem, and he wrote, Conducted in Constantine's ancient basilica, built in 326 A.D., built over the traditional site of the Nativity, a cave. The service lasted from 10 p.m. until 3 a.m. Don't worry, our Christmas Eve services won't last quite so long. But Phillips Brooks was so moved by his experience on Christmas Eve that he wrote the hymn, We Sing Every Year, and Christians Sing in Languages Around the World. Like Brooks, in the 19th century, pilgrims still travel to this ancient basilica, also known as the Church of the Nativity, built nearly 1,700 years ago. I visited there on my trip with Union Presbyterian Seminary in 2008, and we passed through checkpoints and Israeli soldiers boarding our bus to check our credentials, and one of our fellow students was detained because his last name was of Middle Eastern descent. Eventually, we made it all into the small city, and we toured the basilica and followed the long line of tourists to the place where they say Jesus was born. For centuries, Christmas Eve services have been held at the Church of the Nativity. Like many things, these services and celebrations were canceled in the years of COVID, and they are canceled again this year amidst the violence and the solidarity with the people in Gaza. So no pastors or priests will be traveling there to celebrate Midnight Mass. Pilgrims' plans have been postponed or canceled altogether. And we all pray for peace daily. So what do we have to learn about Jesus from the place where he was born? What does it mean that the Prince of Peace came into the world in the midst of political unrest and that we worship him still in the midst of political unrest. Why does place even matter? In Luke, it is the peasant people around Bethlehem, lowly shepherds, who come to welcome and worship the newborn king. In Matthew, magi will travel and follow the star to the place where the child resides. King Herod's advisors will point out the prophecies indicating the lowly village as the birthplace of the Messiah, sending Herod into a murderous tirade. The birth of the Messiah will be a sign to the world of healing and life. This child was born with a name. This child was born at a time in history. This child was born in a place we know. 
in Bethlehem. Heaven has come down into the chaos. In Bethlehem, house of bread, we encounter the bread of life. Where we come from matters. Where we have been, what we have lived through and experienced shapes who we are. I am in part who I am because of where I come from. You can take the boy out of Bethlehem, but you cannot take Bethlehem out of the boy. Jesus' journey was shaped by his first home and his first family's flight to escape Herod's terror. He was born into a place of humble beginnings, and he lived a life of leadership more like the shepherds that came to adore him rather than the rulers who threatened him. He shows us that indeed something good and miraculous can come from simple origins and that God uses what the world would shame to honor and lift up the lowly and unexpected. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. O little town of Bethlehem, you were our Savior's first home. You provided the humble backdrop for our Messiah's birth. You are the place where the King of Kings was first worshipped. O little town of Bethlehem, in your dark streets still shine that everlasting light. Into this broken and backwater world, God came to us. Into this broken and backwater world, God comes to us still. In Bethlehem, in Roanoke, God is with us. Christ is with us. And because Christ broke into history and place, we can never be far from him. Hear these words from Anne Weems in search of our kneeling places. In each heart lies a Bethlehem, an inn where we must ultimately answer whether there is room or not. When we are Bethlehem-bound, we experience our own advent in his. When we are Bethlehem-bound, we can no longer look the other way, conveniently not seeing stars, not hearing angel voices. We can no longer excuse ourselves by busily tending our sheep or our kingdoms. This advent, let us go to Bethlehem, and see this thing that the Lord has made known to us. In the midst of shopping sprees, let's ponder in our hearts the gift of gifts. Through the tinsel, let's look for the gold of the Christmas star. In the excitement and confusion and the merry chaos, let's listen for the brush of angels' wings. This Advent, let's go to Bethlehem and find our kneeling places. Second Presbyterian, finding direction by following Jesus.